Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey, reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1506. O incomprehensible God, my heart dissolves in joy that you have allowed me to penetrate the mysteries of your mercy. Everything begins with your mercy and ends with your mercy. All grace flows from mercy, and the last hour abounds with mercy for us. Let no one doubt concerning the goodness of God. Even if a person's sins were as dark as night, God's mercy is stronger than our misery. One thing alone is necessary, that the sinner sets ajar the door of his heart, be it ever so little, to let in a ray of God's merciful grace, and then God will do the rest. But poor is the soul who has shut the door on God's mercy, even at the last hour. It was just such souls who plunged Jesus into deadly sorrow in the Garden of Olives. Indeed, it was from his most merciful heart that divine mercy flowed out. January 21st, 1938. Jesus, how truly dreadful it would be to suffer if it were not for you. But it is you, Jesus, stretched out on the cross, who give me strength and are always close to the suffering soul. Creatures will abandon a person in his suffering, but you, O Lord, are faithful. It often happens when one is ill, as in the case of Job in the Old Testament, that as long as one can move about and work, everything is fine and dandy. But when God sends illness, somehow or other there are fewer friends about. But yet there are some. They still take interest in our suffering and all that. But if God sends a longer illness, even those faithful friends slowly begin to desert us. They visit us less frequently, and often their visits cause suffering. Instead of comforting us, they reproach us about certain things, which is an occasion of a good deal of suffering. And so the soul, like Job, is alone. But fortunately, it is not alone, because Jesus' host is with it. After having tasted the above sufferings and spent a whole night in bitterness, the next morning, when the chaplain, Father Theodore, brought me Holy Communion, I had to control myself by sheer effort of will to keep from crying out at the top of my voice, Welcome, my true and only friend. Holy Communion gives me strength to suffer and fight. I wish to speak of one more thing that I have experienced. When God gives neither death nor health, and when this lasts for many years, people become accustomed to this and consider the person as not being ill. Then there begins a whole series of silent sufferings. Only God knows how many sacrifices the soul makes. One evening, when I was feeling so bad that I wondered how I would get back to my cell, I came across the sister assistant, Sister Serafina who was asking one of the sisters of the first choir to go to the gate with a certain message. 
But when she saw me, she said to her, No, sister, you need not go, but Sister Faustina will, because it is raining heavily. I answered, All right, and went and carried out the order. But only God knows the whole of it. This is just one example among many. Sometimes it would seem that a sister of the second choir is made of stone, but she is also, she also is human and has a heart and feelings. At such times, God himself comes to our rescue, for otherwise the soul would not be able to bear these crosses, of which I haven't even begun to write, nor do I intend to do so now. But when I feel the inspiration to do so, I will write about them. Here, St. Faustina writes an ode of joy to God's mercy. All graces flow from God's mercy. She tells us to leave the door of our hearts open to Jesus, even a little, and Jesus will do the rest. Faustina writes that suffering without any purpose would be dreadful. She offers her sufferings to Jesus for souls, and Jesus accompanies her in her sufferings. She writes of other souls abandoning the sick, like Job experienced in the Old Testament. Faustina writes of passing a night of suffering and then longing to receive Holy Communion. Jesus is like her long-lost friend. And Faustina writes of feeling very weak, and she was sent to the gate in the rain by another sister. Jesus gave her the strength. The first choir sisters were the superiors and those with a higher education. The second choir sisters were those who did the simple tasks and the manual labors because they had less education. The sisters no longer have such a division. The footnote says that Sister Serafina was a good sister who was probably not showing favoritism to the first choir sister over Sister Faustina. Sister Faustina was probably already wet from the rain, having gone from one building to another, and Sister Serafina probably had no idea how weak and sick she was at that time. Faustina does make the point that we are all human, that we all have dignity, and no one should be treated like an object. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content 
which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org.